0: I'm Stephen Downey and you are very welcome to episode 44 of the Mindful Living Guide. This week, um I met a lot of special people on my journey through life, and but this person is just amazing. Um I mentioned many times in the show the reels that uh, she shares on Instagram. Uh but she's just such an amazing, amazing outlook in life. Um Neve MacDonald, life coach and uh, NLP practitioner and just all-around positive person. Um, You'll get a lot from this show. She shares some amazing tips from people like Byron Katie, uh, just journaling tips and just um, a lot of just positive affirmations, positive things about life. So if you want to add some positivity into your day, listen on and enjoy this week's episode of The Mindful Living Guide. So, you're very welcome to this week's episode of the Mindful Living Guide. I am delighted to be joined by Neve MacDonald, who is a certified life coach, NLP practitioner, and all round positive person. Uh, Neve, you're so welcome to the show.
1: Oh, thanks so much. Glad to be here.
0: <laughs> I, I have to admit, and uh, I've just spent the last hour or so looking over more of your reels, but I have an addiction to your reels. I just love the. Um, like you were actually, we were just saying a second ago the conversational style that you um you just your advice to people and everything is just fantastic, and um I just really love your attitude, uh to life. So it really that's one of the main reasons why I wanted to get you on the show and just have a chat and just about about yourself, about your outlook on life, and uh, all those po- all those positive things that you bring to people's lives. Um, if we start out actually, um, if you want to give some background for people that don't know you, just about yourself, Neve.
1: Yeah okay so um, I suppose I started the Instagram page about two years ago and that's kind of where all these ideas started just flowing in the videos and the reels and the posts and stuff Um there was kind of a few catalysts and things that happened one was the ending of a big relationship about 10 years in my life right. so um, at that time I when I came out of the relationship um I felt you know a sense of like it was sense of shame there because it hadn't worked out there was like not good enough and um I kind of felt that like I'd done so much work and courses and studies and I was like here you are now, Neil, and like you're this coach yeah. <laughs> and now you're like in this you know situation experience and you're not really like you know you're going into that blame or why didn't you get up quicker and all these kind of different things not taking any responsibility I, take, I think taking responsibility for our act of participation in any experience is really important like removing blame and really taking responsibility that was one really life learning thing and um, so then I got this I'm not going to call it like an awakening or I don't moment but it's about a week or two later and I remember waking up and getting out of bed and I was like well, this is it now Neo here's your chance to really put all of this, you know, all of these learnings, everything that you've studied and this really big, you know, experience and this ending of relationship and do something about it. So, you know, they say like hit rock bottom, like, it's not like I hit rock bottom. It wasn't like my life was over, but it was definitely a real life changing catalyst moment for me. So it was was a point where
0: you you said, all right, I have to make a a firm decision here about how I want to, just think about things as well that you're you're saying it was, it was you were you're like and it's, and it's so it's so important I'm so happy you're, you're bringing this up as well because a lot of people that uh, work in the in the live coaching and the teaching that we can be very hard on ourselves when we are only naturally fall into the same route that everybody else does.
1: Yeah completely you think you you should know the answers you've studied yeah. this like but it's yeah, it's and I, there's always a saying as well, like from our greatest pains come our greatest strengths. So even through that experience, it's been I look back and think, oh, that was actually a really good thing that happened in my life. Hindsight is brilliant. But at the time it was hard. Um, but then anyway, how we got into the coaching was I'd studied counselling and psychotherapy about 10 years ago, my 30s. And then I had gone on and done life coaching and then I'd done the NLP and I'd done mindfulness. I'd studied every course going, but when it came to the ending of this relationship, there was a massive feeling of rejection and abandonment. And that went back to childhood experiences, Mm -hmm. feeling of abandon as a child. So um that was where they the real nitty-gritty work was like you gotta look at this name and even I think for anyone listening that's what's really important is like what's the learning from this how can I grow you know where is change here what can I how can I take responsibility for myself in the world
0: and it's interesting that sometimes it's not the event that's happening right now it's the catalyst of something that might have happened like you said uh, as you were a child uh something that that it brings up and inner child work is something that you do a lot with clients as well isn't it yeah yes
1: yeah it's a massive thing so um I feel that so much of inner relationships today like interactions as with intimate relationships or with work colleagues or friends a lot of the way we interact stems from that inner child. And I think neglecting that inner child and not giving it the love that they need today, you know, like as us as the Mm adults looking back and integrating that inner child into our life like that's been just life changing for me. So I love to do that with clients. Yeah, the life, the inner child work.
0: I remember uh, a good while ago, actually, I I used to do an awful lot of work with uh, with Pat Dively that a lot of people that listen uh, will know. And uh, one of the most powerful um, exercises I've ever done with him was just writing a letter to my ten-year-old self, and I um I didn't realise how powerful it would be and just uh, how freeing it would be just to talk back to yourself. And um, I uh, it's a long tangent now. I, I went on. That's uh, an awful lot of stuff happened in my childhood that um I needed to talk to him about, but I I'd been ignoring that young Stephen and um. I think a lot of people can learn from that, uh, learn from just just forgiveness to yourselves.
1: Definitely. How did that feel for you to do that? Write that letter? What was the outcome of that for it,
0: you? It was very powerful. Um, I think forgiving is probably the biggest thing from it. Um, things where you're. I think that you don't that even realize you're holding on to and uh you can you can let a, a lot of it go uh so to know it definitely it made a, it made a massive difference to, mm. massive difference to me and uh but I, i'm going off my own tangents here now so sorry <laughs> yeah. <leave>. not at <laughs> yeah. all no
1: he's but actively um, as well isn't he
0: he's
1: really
0: great. yeah no oh, he's fantastic like i i still have great friends that i went to uh, i think it was 2017 i went on um a retreat with pat and um, I've still, to this day, I have people that I meet once a week that I'm still great friends with. Uh, from that, it's uh, he's done some fantastic work around uh, around Ireland and a lot of people have, have learned a lot from him. He's a, is a really great guy.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. So tell, tell me, you, you, um, some of the other tools you use, actually, um, you're big into journaling as well. Can you tell us a bit mm-hmm. about about journaling and maybe some tips for anyone who is new to journaling?
1: Yeah, journaling is a big thing, actually, as well. I, I do that daily. Um, now, when I say daily, there are days when I don't do it. So I'd be lying if I said I do it every day. But the, 99% of the time I do try and journal. Um, I think 99% I
0: that- <laughs> is daily today now.
1: <laughs> yeah, I suppose that's good, yeah.
0: consistent.
1: <laughs> yeah, it is quite consistent, all right. Um, the gratitude is a massive thing for me that I do in journaling. Um mm-hmm. So what I do, what I find really do do is I do um about a three of, three to five minute journaling exercise because some people come to me, especially clients, are like I don't know how to journal or I don't know what to write, yeah. and um there's lots of different ways to journal. But one exercise that I do is I write say three things that I'm. This takes literally two to three minutes. So three yeah. things that I'm grateful for. Okay. Yep. Yeah. So the more things that we can, we can focus our subconscious on that we are grateful for that reticular activating system will look for more things. So if you can look for things in the moment that you're grateful for, also, you can't feel grateful and angry or sad at the same time, it's not possible. So it's going to even change the trajectory of how you're feeling in that moment as well. So three, three, three things more if you want, but three things that you are grateful for, then this is the next one that sometimes people, clients get a little bit stuck on is three traits or qualities that I admire about myself. Oh, wow. So that could be like physically, it could be my kindness, mm-hmm. um, my smile, the love that I give, whatever it is, three things that you admire in yourself. The third prompt is today I want to feel. So this is all into the subconscious mind again. Yeah. Today I want to feel. So whatever you want to feel, empowered, strong, joyful, peace, whatever. Today. And the fourth prompt is today I intend, I set the intention for. So it can be I set the intention that I, I say this one actually was one my favorite. I set the intention today that no one is going to impact on my mood. So if someone acts a certain way, it's not going to impact on my mood. Now, I wire and fire that into my subconscious mind when I'm writing this consistently and with repetition. So I'm doing this every day. So it becomes more like of a default then you know instead of defaulting to the negative way of thinking in the morning so it's yeah. changing how I how I set the tone of the precedence for my day and the last one that I say is today I'm excited for so what am I excited for so we can very easily like our minds can default to like oh what happened yesterday what's going to happen today oh this went wrong or oh, what's this person you know the all the da 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 But when you just focus on today, I'm excited for today, I intend to today, I want to feel today, I'm grateful for today, I admire about myself, it changes how you feel. It's all about how you feel.
0: And do you get up and do this straight away in the morning? Um, is Is there a set time that you do each day?
1: Yeah I don't do it straight away right but I do get up in the morning and I put my hands like this in that prayer sense and I say thank you thank you for another day thank you for being alive thank you that I'm here I do that every morning Um, I get up I don't do the journaling straight away but as soon as I can I do. Yeah it's it's
0: a morning ritual and it's such a great way because Like it's, I often talk on the show about like it's our our minds naturally just slip into that negative bias, and um sometimes we need to kind of push it towards that um that positive side, and um there's like it's like there's there's so much so it's it's so important to our to our life and to to our day to day that just just to look at that positive each day, um actually some some things actually i when I was looking back at some of your reels there was there were some really powerful powerful statements, and one actually I think it was it might be today or yes or very recently that were saying that being wanted feeds the ego yeah. but being valued feels the soul yeah Can you tell me a bit more about that
1: and yeah so um I would would have had as a child growing up and into my adult years quite an anxious state. Like I would have mm-hmm. hidden it very well because I'd be very smiley, positive, friendly, which is a part of me as well. But there was always this part lurking like in the shadow part, this anxious part. Yeah. And um, so I would look outside all the time for validation, approval from other people, if that was in relationships or with friends or anything. If I didn't get that validation, approval, then I would just literally crashed the floor i'd feel very low on myself oh you're not good enough Of who you know that that one who do you think you are like yeah um So today I live my life in a different sense. I live my life more for the sense of being valued. It's not from an ego place. Oh, you got to see me. You got to see how good I am. You got to prove of me. You got to validate me because it was always external. It was never internal. Today it's inside. It's internal. I value myself. So I feed my soul and whatever comes as a consequence of that comes, but it's not coming as in like, okay, you got to make me feel this way. you got to do this now and then now I feel safe, now I feel it's just eliminated from, from me.
0: From all together and as they say happiness is an inside job it's like, um, only recently actually I was, I was in a talk and I was saying about like, um, I often hear the phrase from children saying um, oh he made me angry and but the truth is that the anger is inside you and you've made a decision to bring that out um, whereas Everything that you're saying is so true that it's it's for ourselves to to um to dig deep and kind of realize that it's within us.
1: Yeah. Did you ever hear of that um psychiatrist? He's an Austrian psychiatrist in World War II, I think. Um mm-hmm. Viktor Frankl. he wrote a book called oh, yeah. Search yeah. for Meaning. So I he has indeed. this wonderful saying where there's like um the stimulus and the response. Yeah. And between the stimulus and response is a space. And in that space, you get the choice if you want to respond or how you want to react, if it's proactive or reactive. Um, It's amazing because it makes me think about what if you just stop and say, I don't have to make this person or give this person permission to make me feel angry. I can decide how I'm going to filter this or how I'm going to feel or. It's it's brilliant, like
0: just it is, and it's like it it's, it's all the way through, And you you study mindfulness as well, like that. It's all the way true. Mindfulness is about that that ability yeah. to stop your um. I call it my ARS, automatic re- react system. Oh, <laughs> and, uh, you don't want you don't that. want to get your your ass or your arse in the way. Um, yeah. but it's like it's it, it's it's that automatic um default response to kind of go jump and. Kind of react to someone, whereas if we can introduce that little pause into our life, we can respond exactly like Vic, uh, Victor Frankl, uh says, and he <laughs> he is someone I admire so much that his outlook on life, being through such trauma in his life, uh, and cho- and choosing to look at the happiness, choosing to look at at, at the bright side. And I think like you, you were like you were talking about that at the start there about like that um you made a decision one day that you were going to get up and this you were gonna decide what way you were gonna feel and mm. um it's so important like it's um and I think that's that's there's so many of us out there that we don't make that decision to get up and do it we kind of just we're still kind of in that autopilot and um how do you think if people can shift from like it's it's a very hard thing to do it's like to to get up one day like a lot of times it is a stimulus. It is something that says, right, enough is enough. And like you said, you didn't go to rock bottom, but you still were able to make a decision.
1: Yeah, and I think guy I, I still sometimes wake up, not as much anymore, but I still wake up with those anxious feelings, especially mm-hmm. in my tummy. I'd wake up and I'd be like, I just feel the day ahead or I just feel thinking about something or anxious about something. But it's like discipline is really, really strong as well like you have to really override and overcome those negative feelings because a lot of them are just very repetitive familiar feelings from childhood even but you have to come in and override that and be like okay I'm going to choose something different here what can I do to like ease this what can I do to help myself like be mindful you know catching your breath feeling into it um, journaling going for a walk like you decide that you get to choose otherwise the, what's the alternative stay where you are in that icky mucky way of thinking you know that does nothing for you and um, there's a lady I don't know if you ever heard of her, her name is Byron Katie and oh. um, yeah. she does the work and there's yeah. four questions right? and it's like um, I've studied a bit for work now and it's like you know So when that negative thought comes, and I think listeners might find this really helpful, but when those negative thoughts come in, like to really discern, like ask the question, is this true? Like, you know, what I'm thinking right now, can I 100% absolutely with no conviction know that it's true? All you want to find is that space, stimulus and response, just that space where you can go. Well, maybe it's not true. Maybe that person was going through something. Maybe that's why they ignored me or maybe that's why they didn't answer my call. Do you know, it just gives you a chance to find something different. And then you can ask the following questions like, how do I feel when I think this thought? I'd feel like unsettling, uneasy. Who would I be if I didn't believe this story or this thought? I feel free. I'd be able to go out into the world, be myself. I wouldn't carry this with me. You know, just there's so many tools out there that, you know, people can use to get them out of this funk. Yeah. Out
0: of the when world. they
1: feel that anxiety in the morning, there are tools and techniques, there are ways. And I know. That,
0: that's a fantastic, like Byron Katie, I actually, funny <laughs> about going back to Pat Dively again, it was actually, I, I think I did that exercise with Pat in one of his workshops before. And um, I think, isn't it, there, you can actually download, it's it's free to download. If you look yeah. up, um, if you're listening now and you're, you want more about this, uh, if you look up yep. Byron Katie and the work, and there's yeah. actually it's like a two-page thing that which all of the questions that Neve has gone through there uh, it they're all on this. And it's fantastic for um even like if you look at something like jealousy and like why am I feeling this way about a certain person, and it really kind of it it goes down to a deeper level and it brings you down to to understand the reason why you might be feeling like that and just question your inner beliefs and not in a negative way, but in, in a way that may might make expand how you're how you're thinking about a situation.
1: Yeah, completely. It just gives you that little bit of space. That's all we're looking for in every moment is a little bit of space to just think a little bit differently. Because we negate to the very familiar way of thinking you know i must be me must be me like you know but what if there's what if there's a way to challenge the these experiences and yeah she's amazing i love yeah. i love her work i would highly recommend anyone listening to look it up
0: it's powerful and, I, I'll, and I'll, st- I'll stick a link in the show notes as well uh so that uh, people can can download uh that's that worksheet as well it's it's absolutely powerful Powerful.
1: I love the synchronicities happening here as well. <laughs> yeah.
0: The, uh no, but this is what I I, I love. Like even well, was actually just earlier on today. Actually, one of the um the guests that I had recently on a podcast, um a cousin of mine that lives in London, just <laughs> sent me a message going, "What? How do you know him?" And uh, she knows uh it was george uh wilson and uh she was here like stephen's my cousin how do you know him george all this <laughs> like it's like i think the universe always looks out and uh yeah. there's always like we said before we started here like this um things happen at exactly the right time when they're meant to happen and sometimes <laughs> we can we can think that we're kind of controlling the world around us but sometimes it's all just slotting into place at yeah. the right time
1: yeah you know? everything's always working out even when it feels yeah. like it's not working out it's working yeah. out if you just trust and believe absolutely yeah, it'll work out for you that's i think another good tool that i use as well when i feel i'm in a challenging situation or someone's challenging me or whatever it is i'm like okay now everything is always working out even when it feels like it's not working out it's still working out it's going to work out so in saying that to myself it gives myself a bit of reprieve again to kind of go okay, okay, it's going to work out. It's all in how we speak to ourselves and I speak to our mind. It's so, so important.
0: It's a powerful thing. And I think I, I saw, I keep going back to your reels because I love them. Um, there was the, uh, a phrase, a very simple phrase that um, you talked about as well called this too shall pass. And I'd say a lot of people probably may have seen on Instagram or on TikTok or a video with Tom uh, Tom Hanks uh, that talks about this do shall pass, Mm. and um, he does. He talks obviously about the negative side of things, but also the positive side, and Mm. just to realise the the impermanence of life—that not everything is going to be there forever.
1: Mm. Yeah, it's like our emotions; they're just like visitors they come and go yeah. yeah you know they don't you can open the door and let them in you know even the uncomfortable ones but you can also open the back door and let them back out again yes they don't yes. have to stay you know what i mean like you can yeah. sometimes we have to sit with the uncomfortable feelings because they might be telling us something their you know feelings are messengers yeah but we can also open the back door and let them out again when they've served their purpose okay now you can okay move on you know like it's their temporary you know it's it's mm-hmm. how long you're going to dwell in those feelings how long you're going to stay there
0: and some you just said a very important uh, phrase there about like when they've served their purpose. Um, because even if a negative emotion comes into us, like it's there's a reason for it as well. There's something there's a learning from each of that. And um, like a, a question you can we can often ask ourselves is like, what can we learn from this situation? Um, before we let it pass, you know.
1: Yeah exactly it, it's giving you the power like it's letting you take the reins instead of letting life run for you or let the day run the show you get to decide you know it's I think a lot of us feel that we're hostage to these thoughts oh, but they're just there all the time I think this way all the time and and I know that because I did feel that I did feel anxious thoughts but now like there's different tools and techniques like challenging them questioning them you know doing breath work being mindful walking whatever it is that just can bring yourself back again to that kind of um that kind of balance or that grounding and just you know you can make more clearer clarity decisions then as a result
0: it's um I'm trying. I've I've lost my. I'm so. Uh, I'm, I'm loving the conversation, but I'm, I've lost my train of thought altogether, Um, but um, I'll actually, I, I'll bring it back. Um, yeah. there's something actually I always ask all of our guests, and yeah. um, you one of the reasons, like I, I actually is this funny. I found notes from my first ever interview, and like we're saying about the universe, it seems just happening. And uh, it was with Karina Duffy and a lovely lovely person. And I just scribbled down this question saying, what does mindful living mean to you? And I never realized the impact it would have on the show that uh, I, since then I've asked it to every single guest. And the reason I ask it is because I firmly believe that there's so many people out there that won't try mindfulness because they think it has to be a certain way. And they don't realize that everybody has their own interpretation of it. And that we, um, the important thing about mindfulness I feel is that you take from it what works for you in this moment and um, so I have to ask the question to yourself of course Um, <laughs> yeah. Neve what does mindful living mean to you?
1: Yeah it's a brilliant question and I I was thinking about it before I even came on the call and um, so I've studied mindfulness as well I've done the MBSR mindfulness courses and I've um, been doing it for years I've been going to mindfulness but really my true um, experience of mindfulness was last year it was around it was April last year Um, I went out to Nepal and I went to I hiked to Everest Base Camp I went by myself but I actually there was like a guide and a group of people out there and um, but essentially I went by myself and you're walking for hours and hours it's eight days to get up the mountain and four days to come back down and some days you're just not even talking to anyone because you're you know you're trying to focus on your breath because the air is so thin and you're just trying to put one foot in front of the other, and that was my real, even though I've studied mindfulness, it was my real true um understanding of being. It's even hard to define it, like Stephen. It's hard to put it into words. The feelings that I had, but it was like. I just felt alive in myself I felt um I felt really real and authentic and I felt because I was focusing so much on my breathing as well all the static thoughts in my head were gone because my my only thoughts were like
0: Sorry about a quick commercial break. Um, unfortunately, technology kicked in, but two mindfulness uh, practitioners here did not panic. Um, <laughs> no, look at as a, a moment to uh, respond uh, rather than react and worry. Um, and it's actually it's interesting actually because one thing actually I talked about, um, just as that was happening, was talking about the ego and the fact that um, like sometimes when things like that go wrong, that we can um we can look at um. A reflection on ourselves saying like oh, I should be more professional Um, and I think from what you were saying there just about um, in Everest when you were walking that your mind was so clear there was no ego there was no thoughts you were absolutely in flow that be right yeah
1: completely you've hit the nail on the head Stephen yeah it was just like all it was it was the basic essentials of life eat sleep and walk that was it for 12 days. So that was when you ask the question like what is mindful living? That was for me my my experience that I'll take to my deathbed like, you know, it was just pure mindfulness. So I mean that doesn't mean you have to go climb a mountain now to you don't have to go to Everest, you know, to you know, to experience it. Um, but you know, it's it's just I just I find mindful living is just being able to like even like that, those mornings when you get up and you feel that anxiety, right? And you feel, oh, here we go now. I'm starting off thinking about something that happened in work yesterday. I'm thinking about the day ahead or what I've got to do. Um, in, instead, even just to place my hand on my heart and on my tummy, because the tummy is where we hold our emotions. And I just feel my diaphragm breathing in and out. In my chest just that alone and I just say three words to myself and that is I am worthy so simple I am worthy like I'm worthy like we were born worthy we always are we always will be it's not dependent on any outside forces like just that and that's what I felt when I was I'm going to Everest that just like I am worthy because it, it brings you back to the basics of life you know we get caught up in having money having the car having this you know having the relationship or uh, should look this good on in Instagram should you know whatever it is but just coming back to the basics essentials of like I am worthy'
0: has been a bit of life-changing trip <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah um lately
0: so is, is, have you any other challenges uh like everest planned the next while or um, are you happy yeah. living in the flow?
1: Yeah, a lot of people say that to me. They're like, oh, would you go do it again? Or Watson X is Kilimanjaro. What is it? You know, because that's usually the other one. And yeah. um, at the moment, because I, I just did it April last year, and it was it was about a month out of my time going traveling and doing it and out of work and everything. And it was, yeah. I, I have nothing planned this year as such in terms of that. Um, something I'd love to do is the Camino. Again, oh, I'd love yes. to do it by myself. Mm-hmm. I love, I love, connection with people but I also love being by myself it's one of my true values and a lot of work I do with my clients as well you probably know this is around the values piece like knowing what your values are and living to your values so um today like so to answer your question yeah definitely there's gonna be more challenges I know it's in me it's it's always there in me um but um for the moment not right now but definitely the future yeah (laughs)
0: But tell me, tell me more about what you're saying there, though, about um, being about the the power of being on your own. Actually, um, the, uh, actually before I forget this, there was actually a previous guest and a fantastic friend of mine, uh, Barbara Byrne, who actually she does. Uh, if anyone is talking about the Camino or thinking of doing the Camino, she um does trips uh, all the time. Uh, look her up, Barbara B, uh, Barbara Byrne Camino, and uh, she's is great. Uh, guide along the Camino, but she. Brings groups, but like you're saying there, she'd also there will be individuals that come together, uh, and you'd see a lot of people walking the Camino on their own. I know a really good friend of mine that took a month just to walk it on their own, and there's a lot we can learn from that. Times, isn't there?
1: Yeah, it's just it answers that question when you ask like, what's mindful living? I feel mm-hmm. that is just it's just been out in the it's been. It's been out in life. It's like, it's so, sometimes it's hard to define it with words because it's just the experience. It's, it's experiential, you know, yeah. but it's, um, and when you say that about Barbara, I was going to go to your, the event you were holding that oh, day.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, recently, yeah. yeah. I,
1: I booked my tickets and everything I was going, but I actually, I couldn't go in the end. And one of the things that drew me in was the fact that she does the Camino groups. Yeah. Cause I was like, oh, I'll get to talk to her about the Camino groups because it's yeah. something I want to do. So um I would hide yeah, I looked up her, she looks really, really good, like in what ah, she does.
0: Yeah.
1: yeah, it's really good. Um, but yeah, it's just the like sorry, I lost my train of thought there now, but I think it's the the mindfulness of just being out in nature as well. Being on your own, yeah. I just yes. it's something I crave. It's some I I can't explain it. It's just something that I I love that, you know, it's not the isolation of not being around people because like, I love people as well. I love the connection. But it's just, I always feel I'm with me, you know, and it, I don't have to be anyone else. I'm just me. I'm just walking. I'm just breathing. I'm just living. I'm just, there's no expectations, you know, just. Would it
0: be kind of befriending yourself?
1: Yeah, yeah, it would actually, yeah. I, I talk about that a lot in my videos, but actually is having your own back oh, and, yeah. you know, being on your own side, championing yourself. I'm i a big advocate for like of self-love as well mm-hmm. and bringing love into yourself, into your life, because love is the highest frequency, like especially self-love and it it tracks in so much more when you can really come from that inside place first. It sounds a bit like, oh yeah, just love yourself and but everything flows to you more mm-hmm. naturally when you do love yourself. It's, it's the biggest. It's the strongest emotion. Like so, yeah. it's made a lot
0: of a lot of people will listen to this type of thing that that's not used to this work. And yeah, they will say it's, oh, it's art, love, the woo woo, or it's like it's yeah, self love. It's all fun, but there's something very powerful about it. About actually, um, like there's many types. Th- like I, I don't know if you're into affirmations uh, as well, but like looking in the mirror and just. Like, literally saying, I love you. And, mm. but really meaning it that, and it, it probably goes back to what you're probably earlier on about values and just being so in touch with your values that you really can, can love yourself and love what you do. Um, And it's like, it's not a selfish thing. You know, it's, it's, it's about, about I think, loving everybody from the inside. <laughs> you know, yeah. that makes sense.
1: Completely, It does. And there's a lovely, um, affirmation you say about affirmations that I say in the morning I journal it but I also say it when I get up and say thank you that I'm alive thank you i have another day here on this earth um but something that I say is I'm willing to let life love me today so I'm willing to let life love me today so life wants to love us like life wants to work for us it's not happening to us it's happening for us but, but a lot of the time we block it off with our negative way of thinking or blaming other people. Well, if she was different, if he was different, but we're we're putting obstacles in our way of letting the universe or letting life love us. So when you say that affirmation, I'm willing to let life love me today, then you're you're open, you're open to receiving the abundance that life has to offer such a simple affirmation it might sound woohoo uh, how can I do that I have too much going on I can't like it like you know but when you're willing to let life love you because it wants to love you you know it's powerful yes
0: it's very very powerful mm-hmm. the um we're kind of come to the end of the uh of the conversation and um there's a question that I I've started to ask recently because I think it's important um because a lot of people, um, we may walk away from a conversation and think, "Oh, I wish I said that." Um, is there anything that we haven't talked about that you'd love to talk about? Yeah,
1: that's a really good question. Um, whew, my mind, I was like, "Ooh, yeah. there's so much going in there." Um, there's, so, there's
0: something, something deep inside that you, you're passionate about.
1: Yeah, I think um, coming from coming from my own experience. Um, is letting go of what I think people think about me. And um, that would be because I was—I would have been a sensitive person. I would have wanted, you know, people, you know, I've always wanted to be such a nice person. So everyone would like me. And when they didn't, I'd be like, ah, oh, crashing to the floor again. Yeah, please like me. Um, so I think the important thing is that I'm not responsible for other people's opinions or perceptions of me and as long as I love me then that's all that matters and I you know there's a wonderful um saying as well that I have and it's like it's not what people think about you that makes you wobble it's what you are thinking about what they are thinking that makes you wobble I'll say that again. So it's not what people are thinking about you, okay, that makes you wobble. Like wobble is in feel uneasy, Mm -hmm. uncomfortable. It's what you are thinking about what they are thinking that makes you wobble. So we don't even know what people are really thinking about us anyway. So when we let go of like trying to um, analyze and go over and ruminate what people think about us and we can drop that, it's real freedom. That's mindful living again, isn't it? It's like what you think of yourself is more important than what anyone else thinks of you this is your life like get up and make the best of for yourself be willing to let life love you cuz it wants to wow
0: what a powerful powerful way to to finish this episode and I think a lot of people will get a lot from this. Um if they want to contact you actually, what's the what's the best way for people to get in contact?
1: Yeah, so um at the moment I am looking into doing different kind of platforms, but it's still Instagram. So right. it's just Ne of Macdonald life coaching. Yep. Um and if that, you can DM me there. There's also my email, so you can contact me by email. But um that's probably the the best way. Yeah. That's right.
0: And yeah. I'll again I'll put all that in the show notes so, so people can get in touch. Um but I would, and I've said it a few times throughout this show, and I really reiterated. Um, to please look up Neve and just follow her mm. reels. That you will just you'll just fill your soul with love every time you listen to these. And um, they're powerful. And a lot of the stuff I feel you talk about, Neve, is very obvious that we should be. And there's so many aha moments. Going, why didn't I think of that? You know, it's just <laughs> it's just powerful. And um, oh, so, listen. Absolutely. Thank you so much for everything that you share. Um, with the world and the work you do and uh, thank you for being on the mindful living guide.
1: Oh thank you so much Stephen it's been an honor to be on here so thank you too i really appreciate it thank you.
0: Oh what a great conversation i really really enjoy talking to Neve and uh, even our interruption i've had a few gremlins recently with the episodes and uh zoom has been um, causing a few issues so um we lost each other in the middle, but I don't think, um I don't think it lost any of the impact uh, from listening to Neve. and uh, listen, I keep saying it and saying it and saying it, but I really recommend go onto Instagram, look up Neve MacDonald Life Coach and just listen to her reels and um she's just such a, just a great positive person and an example of somebody that's just living in the flow, just living with such a positive intention in life and and it comes from consistency and just setting those intentions every single day. So listen, thank you again for listening to the Mindful Living Podcast, for sharing the episodes, for for just supporting the show and supporting like my belief that um mindfulness can come into our life in many different forms, in many different ways. And um this is just conversation just to just to set the intention out there and um hopefully that It has been a positive impact on your day-to-day and uh, please just keep subscribing, keep sharing and uh, keep living a mindful life. I'm Stephen Downey and this has been The Mindful Living Guide.